Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Honest History, publishers of great nonfiction literature for kids. I like to write about dropkicks and fart jokes, but I also like to give my own kids a healthy dose of nonfiction. A subscription to the Honest History magazine makes that really easy. Every issue is engaging, the illustrations are awesome, and the writing really draws the kids in. Visit HonestHistoryMag.com and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a great discount. And now, on to some shout-outs. Ellie from Canberra, Australia is a fan of the show. I think if Ellie were a student at the Academy, she would be studying creature magic, where she learns how to talk to and control the animals around her. Thanks for listening, Ellie. Hamish and Rachel in Adelaide, Australia enjoy the stories. I think if you two were students at the academy, you would be studying earth magic that would allow you to move mountains and tunnel through the ground at great speed. Thanks for your drawing, Hamish, and thanks for listening, you two. Penny from Sullets, Oregon likes the show. Penny, if you were a student at the academy, I think you would be studying plant magic that would allow you to control all the plants around you, making them grow and move however you please. Thanks for listening, Penny. Six-year-old Shelby Lisa White listens to all the episodes. Shelby, if you were a student at the Academy, I think you would be an expert sword master, studying the most advanced ninja skills, and maybe you would even start your own dojo. Thanks for listening, Shelby. Today's episode is titled Howl at the Moon Part 4, and I hope you like it. Pilsen and the ninjas raced north to the dark forest. On the way, Pilsen filled them in on everything that had happened. So what do we do now, Pilsen? Momo yelled from his scooter. We fight the white wolf, growled Pilsen. We need to get her magical pendant. It is the source of her power. Pilsen, in his werewolf form, leaped and bounded through the huge black trees of the dark forest. The ninjas skidded and swerved on their scooters to keep up with him. As they neared the forest tree, it opened up revealing the other world within. You weren't kidding, said Tim, parking his scooter nearby. It's an entire world within a tree. 
mind blown. It's all too real, Tim, said Pilsen, and everyone in this world is under the control of the White Wolf. Tubes and Gray, Calvin and Mallory, other people from the valley, and even cave trolls. They've all been hypnotized by this beast. We need to fight them off while we go after the White Wolf and take her pendant. Try not to hurt the others too bad, said Momo. They don't even know what they're doing. Now let's go. Pilsen leaped into the tree, followed by Momo and the rest of the ninjas. The tree closed up behind them. Again, the ninjas found themselves catching up with Pilsen. In his werewolf form, he was much faster than the ninjas. They ran to keep up as Pilsen led them to the small village and the partially built castle. Pilsen and the others knew that the white wolf and her minions would be expecting them. There was no sneaking, no lurking in the shadows, no surprise attacks. As they approached the village, the sleepwalking werewolves noticed them coming. They ran to stop them. Tatiana readied her arrows. For this mission, she grabbed her knockout arrows. These featured a heavy metal ball instead of a regular arrowhead. Tatiana didn't want to hurt anyone here since they were all hypnotized. They didn't even know what they were doing. Tatiana was hoping to simply knock them out until they were able to defeat the white wolf. Three wolves closed in on Pilsen as he neared the town. They were about to meet him head-on when they each got knocked back to the ground. Tatiana's arrows whooshed through the air and knocked them right off their feet. Pilsen continued into the little town, looking for the white wolf. As the ninjas neared the town, Momo gave instructions. All right, Ben Ban Bulis, you two protect Tatiana. Keep her clear and make sure none of these beasts reach her. Tatiana, you keep Pilsen in your sights and give him cover with your arrows. Tim and Ray, you two find Gray and Tubes and keep them busy. Wait, what? said Ray. Keep, keep Gray and Tubes busy? No, uh, what else do you have? What else do I have? asked Momo. What do you mean? Well, you know, like, maybe we can search for those kids Pilsen told us about, or, or, or maybe we could go in and cover you. This ain't a choice, you goober, said Momo. Everybody has a role on the battlefield, and that's your role. Oh, but Gray and Tubes are, like, super powerful, said Tim. Tubes will probably cast a spell on me and turn me into a pickle or something. Oh, no, I don't want to be a pickle, Master Momo, said Ray. You are two capable ninjas, said Momo. And if you don't go do what I said, I will personally turn you into pickles and eat you on a cheeseburger. Tim and Ray got the hint and rushed off, looking for Gray and Tubes, wondering how they would contain such powerful heroes. The other ninjas rushed into battle following Momo's orders. The creatures of this werewolf world were now all aware of the presence of Pilsen and the ninjas. The white wolf used the power of the wolf claw pendant to direct all of her minions to attack the intruders. Ben-Ben and Bulis used fighting sticks to knock back the cave trolls rushing toward them. The ninjas could see that the cave trolls' eyes were mostly half-closed and some closed their eyes completely. It was strange fighting creatures who were not even really awake. Pilsen frantically searched for the white wolf. He knew the success of this mission rested on their ability to defeat her. They could not fight off all these hypnotized minions for long. His powerful werewolf body leaped from house to house and finally up to the partially finished castle. He scanned the area for her bright white fur. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw a flash of white. He turned and saw the white wolf leap up onto the roof of a house. She was looking right at 
Pilsen. She knew that she didn't even need to fight. Her minions would battle back the heroes if given enough time. Pilsen leaped forward in pursuit of the white wolf. Tim and Ray ran among the attacking creatures looking for gray and tubes. It didn't take long to find them. They saw the two hypnotized heroes chasing Momo. They reluctantly followed them, and once they were close enough, they reached back and pulled nets out of their adventure bags. Tim and Ray each swung their arms out to cast the nets onto Gray and Tubes. In the air, the nets opened up wide and landed right on top of their targets. Tubes and Gray both stumbled to the ground and struggled to untangle the nets. Hey, we did it, said Tim. Yeah, that was easier than I thought, said Ray. Gray then revealed a knife and began cutting the net into pieces. His brainwashed eyes were open and looking right at Tim and Ray. Oh no, he's cutting the net! Ray, 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 he's cutting the net! said Tim. Ray leaped into action. He jumped right on top of Gray and knocked the knife out of his hand. Tim jumped on Gray as well and the two ninjas wrestled to keep him contained in the net. Momo sped through the mess of attacking creatures until he found Calvin and Mallory. He circled around them and tossed a net directly above them. It opened up and landed on top of them. As they struggled to get free, Momo tied them together with rope. He wanted to be sure that these two were not involved in the battle at all and kept as safe as possible. Momo turned to see a group of werewolves rushing him. They were running too fast for him to count, but he figured fighting even one werewolf might be too much. Momo turned and ran to find the other ninjas. Tatiana kept Pilsen in her sights. She launched arrows at all the beasts trying to attack him. As she did this, Benben and Bulis surrounded her, fighting back the waves of beasts. Tatiana watched as Pilsen chased after the white wolf. In one quick motion, he leaped onto the building she was standing on. She leaped onto the other building next door, and the chase continued from rooftop to rooftop. Finally, Pilsen caught up with her and tackled her in midair. The two huge werewolves crashed down to the ground. They quickly regained their footing and began circling each other. Werewolves and cave trolls tried attacking Pilsen, but Tatiana's arrows knocked them back. Then Momo leaped into the fray and used his fighting sticks to keep the sleepwalkers away from Pilsen. The wolf claw pendant swayed back and forth from the necklace hung around the white wolf's neck. Pilsen attacked, and the white wolf clawed at him. They swiped and bit and kicked at each other in a fit of rage. The wolf claw pendant glowed bright blue and Pilsen could feel its hypnotic power. The brainwashed werewolves and cave trolls were all closing in on the heroes now. Large crowds of beasts crushed into Momo and Benben and Bulis, and the ninjas barely held them back with their fighting sticks. Tatiana! Momo yelled. Tatiana pulled a real arrow out of her quiver. The moonlight shone off the sharp point. She pulled the arrow back and took aim at the white wolf. Tatiana released the arrow and it whistled through the air. The white wolf was distracted fighting Pilsen and didn't notice the arrow zip right in front of her face. The sharp arrowhead sliced right through the necklace. The heavy wolf claw pendant slid off the necklace and went flying. It landed with a gentle thud in the grass nearby. All the minions that were attacking them, a huge crowd of werewolves and cave trolls, stopped instantly and fell to their knees. 
They shook their heads and blinked their eyes as they emerged from the trance they were in. Stunned, most of them just sat there on the ground looking around to figure out what was going on. The white wolf lunged to get the pendant back and regain her power. Pilsen intercepted her and knocked her to the ground. Momo rushed to the pendant and picked it up. It glowed in his hand and he felt its limitless power. For a moment, he believed he could control the entire universe and the sun, moon, and stars would move at his request. Then someone called his name and he snapped out of it. Momo! yelled Ben-Ben. Momo looked up and he was surrounded by his ninjas. A very old werewolf slowly approached. This werewolf looked like he was a thousand years old. His fur was light brown in spots, but mostly gray. He carried a thick stick as a cane. What skin wasn't covered in fur was wrinkled. Thank you, humans, said the old wolf. I'm sorry it came to this. Me too, said Momo. But what do we do with this? That is the ancient wolf stone. It is used to power this entire dimension, so we can live in peace away from the valley. The old werewolf continued. For centuries, this wolf stone was protected by us. Until recently, when one of our own thought she would use it to take over the world. The old wolf then turned to the white wolf still laying on the ground. She looked ashamed and defeated. Other werewolves nearby surrounded her and looked upon her angrily. The old werewolf held out his hand to Momo and Momo handed him the magical stone wolf claw. The claw glowed brightly in his furry hand. The old werewolf turned and walked toward Pilsen. And you must be Pilsen. You've been gone for a long time. Pilsen was speechless. He had no idea what to say. He had so many questions. And, as if reading his mind, the old werewolf said, You must have so many questions. Come with me, and I will explain as much as I can. Pilsen followed the old werewolf into one of the buildings, and they talked. Momo and the ninjas made sure Gray, Tubes, Calvin, and Mallory were all right. You know, Gray, I didn't think it'd be so easy to defeat you, said Tim. What? You didn't defeat me? You snuck up on me with a net, Gray said. Yeah, I know, right? added Ray. And Tubes, too. We thought you two were tougher than that. How about I turn you each into a pickle, said Tubes. How tough would you be then? Never mind, never mind, said Tim. Momo untied Calvin and Mallory and explained everything that had happened to them. You mean we're inside of a tree right now? asked Calvin. Sort of, answered Momo. It's all a bunch of wacky magic stuff that I don't really understand, and uh, speaking of which, I'd like to get out of this werewolf tree dimension and back to the valley. What do y'all say? Everyone nodded and they began walking back to the forest tree. Momo poked his head into the door of the building where Pilsen and the old werewolf were talking. You coming, Pilsen? asked Momo. I'll catch up, said Pilsen. We have a lot to talk about here. All right, then, 
said Momo. We'll get Calvin and Mallory back to the academy and stay there till you get back. Pilsen nodded his thanks, and Momo led the group of heroes through the forest tree and back home. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. Now on to some awesome shout-outs here at the end. Sully and Gus are big fans. Thanks so much for your drawings and for your great ideas. You two are awesome. Noah shared a pretty wicked picture of a gloop. I loved that, Noah. Thanks so much. You're awesome. Isabel and Abigail from Manchester, England, like to listen while they ride around in the car. I'm glad you both enjoy the stories. You two are awesome. Miles from Toronto shared a really incredible drawing of a battle with some dragons and ninjas. Thanks for that, Miles. You're awesome. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and things to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Find hours and hours of more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios!